Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with a giant league of cinephiles today because it is the final predictions for the 94th Academy Awards, and I need a giant group of folks to help me decide whether Coda or The Power of the Dog are going to win Best Picture because last night's PGA told me that we don't know shit. Joining me today is the Pat Summerall to my John Madden, Jack. What up, what up, what up? And Hunter. Thank you for having me. And Tristan. How's it going? And Julie. Hey, guys. And the leader of the League of Cinephiles, the... Uh, I don't even know what to call you. The Helmer. How you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty awesome. good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Very glad to have you guys on. I figured this would be the perfect crew to dissect what is going to happen next week and how many stats are going to be broken because after last night there is a 90 year old stat that i'm maybe predicting to be broken and that's i don't know i don't know how my mind's ready for that but before we get into that let's get into two little news items i wanted to touch base with you guys the first one is we are getting george miller's first project since mad max Fury road to premiere at con Three Thousand years of longing and baz Lerman's Elvis premiering at Con and Top Gun Maverick to premiere at Con. So I'll ask, I'll start with Alex. Which one are you most excited for out of these three? So I actually talked about the Top Gun thing yesterday. It is a huge shocker. I mean, Top Gun Maverick, the fact that that type of movie is going to Cannes. Um, but, you know, the fact that they're de- they've delayed it so much, I actually think that's a good sign. And I think the movie's actually going to be really good. The fact that, all, or at least most of the real jet, se- the jet sequences are real, I think that's going to be a big draw. And I actually, now I'm actually really excited for the movie, despite the fact that I'm not a huge fan of the original. Same with me. Jack, what about you? Um, yeah, s- same thing about the Top Gun. That's definitely a surprising movie to be at Con. Um, I'm, I'm not the hugest fan of the world of the original Top Gun, but I do like it a lot, and I will go see the new one. Um, and I'm also excited for George Miller's new movie, Elvis. I can't really say how excited I am at the moment. I like Elvis and his music. I'm just not the most diehard music biopic fan, which is kind of weird because I love music and biopics, but they just don't always work for me. But I could always be proven wrong. I know Hunter loves his biopics, so I know Elvis Mm -hmm. is probably his answer, right? Well, (laughs) like Jack said, music biopics of all the rankings, they're pretty low on that one. They've, They've bit me more than anything. It's... It's it, the, the these three movies. Uh, I know Baz Luhrmann and George Miller movies. That was I was predicting those ones because they've been there before, out of competition for Great Gatsby, Mad Max, and stuff. So these are movies I was kind of expecting. I think Three Thousand Years Along is my most anticipated. I've heard it's like a sixty million dollar art house movie. I'm like, I'm all there for. It. I want to see what he can do after Mad Max and before the next Mad Max. And Julie, what do you think? I think I wait to it gets there and then I see how excited I am. I'm not really, I mean, George Miller, of course, you know, it's exciting. Anything he directs. Um, and just the, all this stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely getting fatigue on the biopics. I'd rather them be miniseries than uh, movies. Um, but I was really big, like, my last really favorite one was Rocket Man. So something, like, interesting could be done. 
Um, with that, I'm up for it. And Same. I'm sure everybody wants to know. Same. Uh, Tristan, what about you? Um, yeah, I think uh, 3,000 Years of Longing is definitely the one I'm looking most forward to. Uh, just because it's been so long since Mad Max Fury Road. And I know he's been working on that movie for a while. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what he does with uh, with like a mid-budget film. Um, but I'm also really excited for Top Gun Maverick. I think that could end up being really good. Yeah, so I co-sign. I will not say blasphemous things like the first Top Gun is not good because it is a cinematic treasure. I am also 35 years old, so I pretty much grew up on Top Gun. I am super excited for Top Gun Maverick. And um, if it wasn't for Baz Luhrmann directing Elvis, I'd probably be more excited. But it's Baz Luhrmann. And that's all we need to say there. And then, yeah, like you guys kind of pretty much touched on the George Miller 3000 Years of Longing. So, and then the last bit of news I wanted to touch on because we're all cinephiles here. And Jack and I talk about old film often. Amazon has officially purchased MGM for $8.5 billion. Um, Jack, what do you think? The end of an era, really. Um, their MGM, I think, has really been one of the last like holdouts that they. They do, but they don't like hard do- deep dive into franchise films, and they still are a promoter of a. Ri- hey, Sean! There he is. Welcome, Sean, to the podcast. Great with Oscars, terrible with technology. Sean is here. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it, it's it's really sad. I mean, hopefully that means Prime will become a lot more powerful in the streaming game. Because in my personal opinion, they're definitely on the lower tier of streaming services but in terms of uh the studio going forward in terms of releases i'm i'm not quite sure yet yeah so uh i'll let sean uh comments as he just jumped on so we're talking about the mgm amazon deal oh yeah so tcm is still one of my favorite networks to go to and they still do own everything before 1986 so that's going to be that's a big deal that TCM is still going to be around. But, Sean, what do you think of the deal as a whole? Um, I haven't been able to. Uh, it, w- it was announced a while back, and it was recently finalized. And I haven't been able to look at it since it's been recently finalized. I just heard about it um, as it went through. Um, but uh, from like just the overarching umbrella, um, it does seem like at this point, you know, but I, and I mean overarching umbrella. I, I truly don't know maybe what I'm talking about at all. Um, it's like me trying to sign up for Skype. Um, <laughs> it's <clears throat> something where there will be a certain amount of more eyes on possibly class- more classical pictures. Um, and I look at that as, you know, whether that be, unfortunately, them just be on the small screen. Um, in that regards, that would be something that I would like to see a little bit more in terms of the TCM angle. Um, It's interesting to note where you talked about the years going on with TCM uh, in in that situation, because right now is uh, I look at HBO Max for all my TCM favorites. Same. And so that's just going to like that might uh, over confuse people and uh, or, you know, people will just sort of enjoy themselves and look for the old movies wherever they can find them um, and uh, not think about like which (laughs) in in which decades or uh, in which parts. But um it would be a little bit interesting where that uh, or why that split is there, how that split became there and uh, what that could cause in the future for other, uh, you know, uh, properties uh, like TCM. And I mean, you know, there's nothing really quite like TCM, like when it comes to like, because I think of a Turner classic movie in one regard and I, I don't think about a like, you know, a TBS movie or something. <laughs> we'll have to, I mean, it's Turner. Uh, but like that's uh, some of the stuff I don't think about as much. Yeah, no, I I agree on the TCM aspect. I mean, because of them, I was able to watch this morning 
one of the most boring best picture winners of all time, Hamlet. I mean, you know, th- thanks to TC, thanks to TCM. I, I, Helmer, I was put to sleep about two I or three times. I have seen it, but I just know Lawrence Olivier is a god to me, so the fact that he's boring. Uh, before we move on, does anyone any, have any other comments on the MGM deal? Nope. All right. Uh, yep. I'm not a huge fan of consolidation and mergers, especially when it's big tech giants taking over. But if it does mean more availability, like Sean said about stuff like that, you're like, at some point you have to be like, well, this is what it is. All righty. All right. So that that's pretty much all the news that I wanted to touch on before we get to the Oscar predictions. Uh, is there any highlights you guys wanted to uh, shout out this week of things you watch? I know Jack. I know Jack. I saw a few things. I was curious to, to his thoughts. Yeah, so the first movie that I watched, you can actually hear my good friend Dave and Kurt talk about it in a podcast coming up on Chop Talk covering the movie Society from 1989. I'm proud. I'm a proud. What a movie. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) That, if you haven't seen that movie, just go into it blind. You you don't need to read the plot. Just watch it. (laughs) And... Let you us sur- know your thoughts after. And you survived the last 30 minutes, which I'm very proud of you on that. Oh, yeah, that was that was just like an ethereal experience. I just like kept not believing what I was seeing, and it just kept getting weirder from there. Yeah. Anything else that you wanted to highlight? Uh, well, I did watch Chopping Mall last night. Yes. Uh, what do you think of Chopping Mall? That, I, I, I do like society more, but I, I, I'm a big sucker for synth music mm-hmm. and like cheesy special effects which uh chopping mall had loads of so i well, definitely had a blast with that one too we'll also be covering chopping mall on that podcast on chopping mall on uh, chop talk uh in a few months so uh what about you helmer anything you want to highlight any 4dx unfortunately no 40 experiences this week maybe next week um <laughs> maybe i can see x in 4d which i'm sure would actually be a very physical experience but um uh, no, I've, I've I've been busy, chaotic week, but March Madness unfortunately has been taking up all my shout out to my day. job, St. Peter's University. Just want to yeah. throw, throw <laughs> some shout out there. I, I, yeah, they they ruined my bracket. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, you uh, Tris, anything you want to highlight? Yeah, I saw uh, Collateral for the first time. Yes. pretty recently. It's hey. so good. And uh, Far from Heaven was another one that I saw. Nice. nice. Oh. You had a good week. <laughs> yeah, Hunter. What about you? Anything you want to highlight? Uh, well, yeah, speaking of March Madness, Iowa State w- got a win. Hopefully they win today against Wisconsin, you know. I was there to guarantee it for people, and you're welcome. <laughs> but I, I also, I think the movie Society's got more publicity from this group than the last 30 years. That's what I need. That's what I want. Hey, which I is, want, which yeah. is great. It's like a movie I've never heard of. Like, I've heard of it seven times within the last two months. <laughs> like, guess I'll have to see it at once. But I did see on uh, last Thursday, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And that nice. was a great movie. So much fun. <laughs> Saw it with a nice crowd. It's it's definitely the multiverse battle between that and Doctor Strange will be a heated one. I don't think I know Doctor Strange will be the bigger movie, but I don't think it'll be as original or as fun as this one. But obviously, haven't seen it. Hold now hope. But I really recommend people catch that when it comes out in like next week or two weeks or however they're rolling it out. Nice. Uh, what about you, Julie? Anything? Um, it's kind of strange though because I picked up three movies like two weeks ago and I just started watching. Um, on Criterion, I watched The Big Chill and Broadcast News in the same day, and it oh just so happened to be the day that William Hurt died. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is weird. 
but it was very entertaining and at the same time it was like really eerie, eerie experience because it was like going on at the same time so that was really cool and I also watched um Joaquin I'm not Joaquin River Phoenix Oscar nominated movie um Running Empty yeah. From the yeah so I've been I've been on the Criterion channel the last two weeks like heavy so I've been going in a couple of deep dives in there on like old obscure things I've never seen that's awesome and Sean, anything you want to highlight? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys are all with your, your oh, actually, some of you did some new movies, but uh, all with your classic movies and such. I mean, I'm looking to the future of what movies will be with Deep Water oh, uh, cinema. And, uh, <laughs> so this uh, this brought back the erotic thriller from the 80s and 90s. Wait, I'm going to say that again. This didn't at all bring back the erotic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It turned it way back to the 70s, 60s, 50s. This went haze code on that erotic thriller. This thing was not erotic and not much of a thriller. Um, it's it could if you want to, it can uh, can uh, organize itself into the so bad it's good category if you'd like. I think that it's just the so bad. Um, I, I want, I wanted, I wanted more. I was excited about this one. I know I was like, I was kind of excited about this one, like standing in line for the room, but it didn't even give me like that kind of, everyone's like, Oh, but wait for, like, uh, there's going to be a twist coming up. The twist was so teleplayed that it didn't really feel like it could be there. And there's, no, there's no twist to me. There not even like a twist I could call. Yeah. Like, there's just no twist to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, uh, but I will say, you know, we're going to be talking about the Oscars soon, but, uh, we're, uh, if we want to talk about, uh, next year's, uh, um, Oscars, uh, best supporting actor, Tracy Letts for trying to text while drive while escape <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> going to be something we, we should probably start to, uh, you know, examine if we can do that. Yeah. I, uh, for me, I caught up with some best picture blind spots that I, some, I regret some, uh, <laughs> Hamlet is terrible. Um, <laughs> oh. All all the King's Men is fantastic. Yep. Going my way is okay. From here to eternity is great. Grand Hotel is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We're, <laughs> we're, the Great Zegfield is terrible. <laughs> Mrs. Not Oliver. the 1936 classic. Oh, <laughs> Oliver is okay. Tom Jones is one of the worst Best Picture winners of all time. Worst. Um, Miss Mrs. Minerva is fine. Marty, I just don't understand how that movie won Best Picture. Um, and I it was think, even in the contention in '55. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Mutiny on the oh, Bounty is Mutiny on the Bounty. Oh, I, I I don't I have no idea how that movie hasn't been canceled yet, even though it's about 100 years old. Um, Gandhi's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Chariots of Fire is one of the worst sports movies I've ever seen. It's one of the most boring sports movies I've ever seen. Uh, the best years of our lives is absolutely top tier that movie top is tier. elite and then uh, you can't take it with you is also elite absolutely Amazing. fantastic and then some of the stuff that i saw at south by because i'm covering that festival right now um x is my number two favorite film of the year it is everything i wanted a horror film uh the makeup in that movie when you guys check it out it is incredible highly highly recommend that uh i saw the new richard linklater movie apollo 10 and a half uh depending on how you deal with that animation I, I dug it a lot. I, his best film since Boyhood, that's not saying much. Um, but yeah, it's his best film since Boyhood. Uh, the surprise of the year so far was The Lost City. Um, <laughs> um, sure. 
that movie was way too much fun that it needed that had any right to be. It's it's flawed. It has it's insane flaws that you probably guys can nitpick at, you know, without a problem. But I had a great time with it. Uh, Tatum and Sandra Bullock have great chemistry together, and he is hilarious. So I think you guys will actually have a good time with it if you go in there with an open mind and not looking for like cinematic bliss. It's just a good time. Uh, and then I saw two of the worst movies of the year that I have a feeling Netflix is going to buy one. It's called The Prank uh, with Rio Moreno. It is pretty much a poor man's teaching Mrs. Tingle, and that's a poor man's bad movie. So that's pretty awful. And then I saw this Winona Ryder movie called The Cow, which is really bad also. Uh, and then the other, the last movie I wanted to shout out was uh, Still Waiting 9 to 5, which is a documentary about 9 to 5. And just the women's wages in america today but it also has dolly parton jane fonda lily tom everyone's in there from the movie so it's a very good companion piece to the actual film itself and let me see if there's anything else i wanted to highlight oh i saw that um uh windfall the new mm. i saw that too <laughs> on netflix yeah <sighs> i like i liked it until the end i have a, i have big problems with the end it had me for a bit i'm not gonna lie uh, very much a COVID movie. You could definitely tell they shot that mm-hmm. with like four people on set, and that's it. Uh, but yeah, it it didn't really, you know, the end kind of ruined it for me. And then Deep Water is just garbage. Like it's it's <laughs> hot garbage. It is it is it is not even like I I just wanted the room. It's been a while since we got the room, and that that was not the room. So yeah, that's pretty much all I have on my end. Uh, Tris, do you have anything? Oh, um, yeah, I said uh, So Far From Heaven. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we, yeah. Got, we got everybody. So let's get to it. It's time to predict the Academy Awards. We, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we want to do? Who else saw something? Come on. So I do want to ask Sean because I know he's I, – I love watching his reactions and his commentary on his podcast. So I got to ask, what did last night do to your head? Well, no, this was actually something that a lot of people have prepared coming. So this is you're you're referring, of course, to the uh, Coda PGA, um, like uh, win um, for best picture, best production, best picture, whatever. However, they do it, um, and uh, Coda wins that. And usually, this means like you know, PGA producers are the ones that vote on you know the Oscar for best picture. So this is sort of a very solid indicator. Um, I mean, there have been the all of the numerous oscar podcasts i've listened to have been foreseeing this or not even foreseeing it but doing like damage control because they've desperately not wanted coda to win so they're like there's no way coda's gonna win there's no way coda's gonna win coda's not gonna win it's not gonna happen there's no way uh, parasite is gonna win oh sorry i slipped that in there's no (laughs) way that moonlight is gonna win oh sorry i slipped that in um there's no way coda's gonna win it's not gonna happen it can't happen it won't happen there's no way and so what they did is they decided to already like pre-announce and even if coda wins at the pga there's no way it's gonna win and it's one of these things where it's almost like there was a lot that were, a lot of people are trying to build that sort of narrative that Coda still feels like this impossible movie to win. I'm still putting it under the file of improbable. Let's keep it under improbable. But I'm not putting impossible and I don't think anyone could. Like, it's really tough to put this one under impossible considering it's basically second place at this point. Yeah, and then we'll get to that a little later on. But let's start off with... Uh... The category I know probably Helmer is most excited about. Best live action short. 
The nominees are The Long Goodbye, Ala Kuchu, Take and Run, The Dress, Please Hold, and On My Mind. So I don't want to spend too much time on this one, but uh, to start off, I have The Long Goodbye winning mm-hmm. uh, live action short. Uh, Helmer, do you have what do you have here? You know, I, I'm just a mouthpiece for Gold Derby for this category. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so someone else going chalk. Yeah. You go, you're going chalk, Jack. What about you? Well, I mean, I am too. Yeah, <laughs> I have the long goodbye. Hunter, are you going chalk? Oh, uh, most definitely. <laughs> Like, I, I, I just, you know, it is what it is of these categories. Julie, what about you? I have the long goodbye, so. Awesome. And Tris, are we going? Perfect I am, team? yeah. All right. So that makes it makes it easy to move on to the next one, which is documentary short. Uh, the Queen of Basketball, three songs for Benzir, When We Were Bullies, Audible, and Lead Me Home. I'll just make this simple. Does, and is everyone going chalk with the Queen of Basketball? Yeah. I'm going Ooh. Audible. Oh, all right. Mm. I'm seeing the upset here. I'm seeing that there is, uh, you know, this one. I mean, I, first of all, the, the, the Netflix bump is a mm-hmm. is a real thing where um, granted, yes, the Academy does get all of these like and <laughs> they get all their movies in a streaming service. They get all their movies delivered to them 18 times a day. Yes, all of them, like along with all these gifts and everything. But I just think so- something about the Netflix bump means that it does get popular around like families and friends. And they'll say they saw Audible. And um, I mean, granted, also, there's two others on this list that are Netflix bumps. But I thought that Audible was the higher of the production value. Um, I, I didn't actually for these. I didn't look at Gold Derby, which is very strange of me to not do that. Um, and actually, I didn't look at Gold Derby at all. So I might, I'm gonna probably lose all of these. <laughs> I just realized, <laughs> hey, you know, but Gold Derby screws with me sometimes, man. I, I think I stayed away from them. Like they really do screw with me. So I think I help helpfully looked away. But for some reason, Audible, like you know, captured me quite a bit. It was made very well. Um, but other than that, I you know, Queen of Basketball is definitely that second place without a doubt. Uh, Helmer, did you have something different? I saw you put your hand up there. Are you are you going chocolate gold derby? I uh, no, no sticking with gold derby here. All right, all right. So everyone has queen of basketball. Let's move on to animated short. We are going between Robin, Robin, the windshield wiper, Bastia, box ballad, and affairs of the art. Um. All right, chalk. Anyone not going with Robin, Robin here? Great. So we're all chalk going into the cat going into the the film the theatrical full release categories. Alright, cool. Alrighty. Visual effects. The nominees are Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Sean Sheen, The Legend of the Ten Rings, Spider Man, No Way Home. Uh can we just move on? To, yep, you know, yep. yep. Let's move on. Yeah. Move along. Dune, baby. Move along. Dune. Dune. Best production design. I think we may have a conversation, although I don't know how long this conversation will go best production design do nightmare alley the power of the dog tragedy of Macbeth, west side story i know some folks here have said nightmare alley got into some spots they should win something um is this the one that they win if anything it's this yeah if nightmare alley were to win something this is the one that it's getting the most narrative on the most story on what they're doing with uh like the production design this would be where it would win yeah yeah, it's 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 I don't have it winning, but it's like it's the most likely. But also that was like if it is the most likely, it should have won already by some point or something big. That's why I don't have it winning right Agreed. now. The, Actually, the thi- oh, sorry, go ahead, Helmer. 
I was gonna say compared to Dune, I feel like the production design is more of a character in the film. I feel like in Dune, um, a lot of the visual effects are gonna be more focused on, and it'll win for that. And I feel like the production design is kind of a uh, background to the visual effects. So I feel like uh, for production design, Nightmare Alley is gonna get it. All right, and Julie, do you have anything different, or do you have Dune? No, I have Dune. I mean, I have Nightmare Alley. Um, because I feel Dune's getting in other places, and we all know that. So I feel like this mm-hmm. is the place to reward Nightmare Alley. And I, when I watched it, it was just something that stuck out to me personally. Tris, what about you? Yeah, I've also got Nightmare Alley. I think even since the trailer dropped, uh, everyone was talking about the production design, especially with like the funhouse scene. Um, so I think uh, the the Academy are going to go more towards Nightmare Alley and. Um, give doing some love in other places so yeah. Uh, yeah i'm going nightmare and jack you're going nightmare as well yes i am uh it kind of feel or when i was looking at all the, the below the lines and filling out where i thought dune was gonna win there hasn't been a huge like a big tech sweep in a while like even i think mad max was the last to do yeah. it so mm-hmm. i'm not sure if this this feels like the kind of year that where even though Dune is going to be a tech sweeper, where I still feel like there's enough good stuff to where they'd want to spread the love. And if anywhere, Nightmare Alley would definitely be in production design because if it has enough love to get into Best Picture, which yeah. I mean that was just none of us saw that coming on our Oscar nomination predictions. So same. So I I'm going with Dune because I do have mm. Dune losing in another tech category that we'll get into in a mm. little bit. Um, next up, we have best makeup and hairstyling. I feel like the whole season, for anyone that follows it, there wasn't a front runner at all. And I think the last week has kind of helped us out with you with with this. So the nominees are coming to America: Cruella, Dune, Ida, Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. Stupid, ridiculous stat that us Oscar people tend to like look for stats to create so there's a correlation between actress and makeup and hairstyling so if you're going with actress in a certain direction i feel like you have to go in this direction i'm going with the eyes of tammy faye to win makeup and hairstyling uh, sean do you have i see you shaking your head you agree oh no i'm shaking my head by dancing because i think eyes of tammy faye is uh, going for it but uh um the only thing i can think that could be a competitor and this is one where you know one of the techs are going out is dune but the dune makeup is a little bit more subtle because it's only on a few people um and you know the the and the uh eyes of tammy faye makeup is on the two main characters mm-hmm. um one of them in a much more dramatic fashion um house of gucci there's some makeup there uh some not and that was that that was one where people expected way more just on everybody um coming to america it's the same makeup as how i've always viewed it and a lot of people have viewed it good makeup spectacular makeup but the same from the original which is not necessarily bad corella is more about the hair and oh i talked about all of me because doing is more about that so with that in mind eyes of tammy faye all right julie what do you have here yeah, I have eyes of Tammy Faye just because of the actress correlation. If Lady Gaga was in there, I'd probably have half of you she instead. Yeah, so. makes sense. Uh, Helmer, what about you? Same thing? Yeah, same thing. All right. Jack? Yeah, same thing. And I'd even say that it goes beyond actress. I mean, you got Gary Oldman and Jared Leto winning in recent years. Yep. So I think having a makeup nomination with a very strong contender for an acting performance is definitely going to help push it over the top. And Tristan Hunter, do you guys have anything different? I have the same thing. Same thing, same right. reasons. So far, this is like easy peasy. No, you know, this, the rest of the, oh, we'll this, get there. We're, this we're, is, we're saving it. We're saving yeah. it. All yeah. right, 
best costume design, the best of the group is Cruella. No, does anyone else? I mean, I'll give I'll give props to the nominees: Cruella, Cyrano, Do, Nightmare Alley, West Side Story. Anyone not have Cruella? It's it's impossible to imagine it. Honestly, it has just, to be. Cruella. I'm just stunned that it ran the distance like this. I'm, I, 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 I thought yeah, it was just like a crazy like. Oh, this is just a placeholder till the nominations come out and all the guilds start voting. But it's held its ground the entire way through. Yeah, I'm so happy because as soon as I saw that movie back in April last year, I was like, man, this I hope it has legs because the costumes here. I don't think I'll find anything better this year. And it really was. It, I'm glad it's going to win the Oscar. Speaking of uh, easy peasy, best sound, Belfast, <laughs> Dune, <laughs> No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Does anyone not have Dune? <sighs> And if no, you do, what do you think is number two? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's no time to die. Um, and I think that like that's one thing where that sound is really tough to ignore. And if they wanted to do some shocky shocky, they could they could rock it there. But I, it's 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 just unbelievably Dune because you shook in the theater. There's uh, mm-hmm. there's no denying that it was a theater movie. You got it. It's just you got to. All right. Any other Thoughts on this one before we move on? I think we're good. Alrighty. Best original score. Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, The Power of the Dog. Um, our boy Hanzi is going to win Oscar number two for It's About Damn Time. I, this this makes the decision for it not to air live just even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Does anyone have any other predictions outside of Dune? Encanto for uh, you know um, I don't know the, no it's gonna be no it's gonna be Dune what am I doing I'm trying to make theories that don't exist it's Dune <laughs> like, wait let's Encanto hear it let's hear it what's your, what's your theory I, I was gonna say I think it's in sec- I, I do think it might be in second place yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'm not sure about the others yeah I always say if you don't have a real set, number two that means there is no number two yeah so. I, I just want Johnny Greenwood had a hell of a year but you know. Um, I think his uh, I think he's had a better screen or screenplay, uh, a better uh, score this year in Spencer. But, you know, Spencer doesn't exist, according to the Academy. Yeah, I was actually going to say that. I mean, it's good to see Johnny Greenwood here, but I wish he got in for the better score. Mm-hmm. Spencer's score is incredible. All right. Oh. So I, I think this is a discussion. Best original song. Uh, the nominees are No Time to Die, Be Alive, Dos Orgullotes, Somehow You Do. And down to joy. Um, I I have no time to die because I don't know where else to go, unless they want to give the Beehive an Oscar. I don't know if they want to do that. Um, I'll start with Julie on here. I'll give her the hard job here. <laughs> what, do, yeah, what do you have? Um, I, if it was up to me, I'd pick the Beyonce song. I actually listen to them all, and I feel like that one sticks with me a lot more. And the time to die is like the third Bond song to win an Oscar. I'm mm-hmm. like, are they going to do that again? The other two were much better in my opinion. Um, but also last year we thought what was going to win that song and then a surprise one came out of that. Yeah. So thinking that could happen again. But I still do have No Time to Die just as the safe choice. Yeah, I'm, gl- um, I'm glad you brought that up because that's where the Encanto spoiler I think may come. Not be alive. Even though I, I, it's it's cute what the Academy's doing. They're having them play perform. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno, but you couldn't even nominate it. Is it is it really cute though? 
<laughs> it's <laughs> it, 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 it very academy um yeah. i have no time to die it's i i do like to be alive song very much um but um yeah i'm going with no time to die helmer what about you what's gold derby telling you to do no i was, I was going <laughs> no time to die uh it is the song it's the song with the most buzz around it by far um i would have be alive actually too uh Same. again buzz around it but uh i'm going no time to die jack uh i also have no time to die and i do think the uh the spoiler is Encanto. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is an EGOT winner. It just needs to happen at this point. I think he's been on such a trajectory working in the film industry in the last five years or so that he's been racking up so many nominations. It's going to be his time sooner or later. And I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls it off for this. All right. Uh, Tris, what about you? No time to die? No, I've actually got Dosi Arditas from nice. uh, Encanto. Ooh. I think because uh, of how well it's done, um, not just the film itself, but outside of the context, like that entire soundtrack charted on Billboard. And I think it's still number one on like the album. I think it's still number one on the uh, Billboard 200. So I feel like they're going to uh, want to award it somewhere just because it's such a phenomenon. Hunter, what about you? I have no time to die. It is... I, I don't have it specifically. The stat I saw is it is now the most awarded song in like awards history in terms of like all the precursors. Now, obviously, it benefits. There's a lot more precursors than there used to be, but at that point, it's just like, well, if you've won that many awards, you're the front runner. So I predicted. So, Sean, I just want to hear your case for Diane Warren. That's all. I was gonna yeah. say like that. Was, that was the actual <laughs> one I was going for there. Um, I mean, when it comes down to it, like obviously, I have no time to die. Um, the only argument I have against no time to die is that it was made, uh, you know, almost a few years ago at this point, mm-hmm. and so you know, has it been able to hold on to that sort of popularity? And spoiler alert, it has. And you know, right now, Billie Eilish is now popular again for a Disney movie uh, in this case now because she wrote the songs for the boy band in Turning Red. And so, like, already it's like, oh, she's going to be someone that probably will be at the Oscars next year, maybe, with that kind of stuff. We'll see. But, um, you know, that's one of the interesting uh, aspects of that. Um, You know, this entire Best Original Song lineup uh, just includes, like, an oh, my goodness, we can give an Oscar to this person. Mm -hmm. Like, we could give an Oscar to Beyonce. We could give an EGOT to Lin-Manuel Miranda. Hey, Van Morrison. We could give an Oscar (laughs) to and we can give an Oscar to Diane Warren, um, who has been nominated 722 times this uh, uh, during the ceremony. Sean, I'm sorry, you're incorrect. 726 times. I, I always forget and, about those those times she won for four different nominations, <laughs> and uh, and Isaac Hayes and Shaft won. Um, so, <laughs> with this in mind, I it, it's it's difficult for me to deny that. I, I it's difficult for me to deny no time to die. I think that is just it's a re, it's a, it's a Bond song, which by the way. Bond songs used to just straight up not get like mm-hmm. not win, barely get nominated for Oscars. And then all of a sudden they started to to the point where Sam Smith got an Oscar for them. Sam Smith, I'm rooting for you. You're a lovely person. How you doing, phone? Um, you're a lovely person. But like, oh, my goodness, was writing on the wall. I, people differ, I guess. But writing on the wall was a tough one for me to like have to listen to ever. Um, and like it, it, so would the automatic Bond song win? start to hurt that narrative probably not i think because it's been a while since there's been a bond movie since a while since there's been a bond song um i i have no time to die on there i don't have too big of an issue with that winning yeah same here i think uh and it'll be good to see uh her performing 
because I've mm. seen I've seen her mm. performing in concerts and she kills it. Uh, best documentary feature. I just want to shout out Sean and I for our hopes and dreams not being destroyed when Summer of Soul got nominated because we did not <laughs> think it was going to get in. Uh, I'm so happy about that. But yeah, nomination oh. nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, Riding with Fire. Pretty much. Does anyone have Flea? Because I have Summer, I have Summer of Soul. I have Flea, and this is my thought on Flea, and then I also have Summer of Soul right after it. But my, my thought on Flea is that Flea is nominated for Best International Feature, Best Documentary Feature, and Best Animated Feature. Flea has got to leave that uh, auditorium with a damn Oscar that night. I don't know how it happens, but Flea has to leave with an Oscar. Now, it's not going to happen in the animated category. It is not going to be happening in the international film category, I don't think. That one may be a little bit more of a chance. The best chance it does have is from Best Documentary. However, are we going to deny Summer of Soul? I don't want to deny Summer of Soul. I want Summer of Soul to win. But also, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be horrified if Flea won because Flea was quite the movie. But um, so at this point, I've got Flea just above Summer of Soul, just above. All right, uh, Jack, where are you at here? Uh, I've got Summer of Soul, but I completely agree with Sean's take on Flea. Just the fact that it could get into international film, documentary film, and best animated feature film. I mean, there's already love enough in those three individual branches. I feel like it, it it's got to win somewhere. <laughs> if it, it, it could. So I do think that out of those, the other two categories are, I think, are much more kind of done deals. I think Lee is where the upset comes in documentary. But I uh, still have Summer and Soul. Alrighty. Uh, Julie, where are you at here? I have, I just switched to Flea um, okay. for the same reason. Um, I do really, I love Summer Assault, but um, I love Flea. And it's like hard to, I mean, I know it happened a couple years ago where Honeyland was not double nominated um, in documentary and international, but um, that wasn't like as strong as a documentary as this one is, in my opinion. And um I also think Summer of Soul, the only thing that holds it back, which holds back a lot of things from getting nominated in documentary, is the archival editing Mm -hmm. documentary, which it is. But that does set it apart in in a certain way, and it's so original. Um, But I I just, yeah, I feel like it's so strong, and I I just kept thinking about it after I watched it a lot more, you know, it resonated. All righty. Tris, where are you at here? I'm also going flea, but I do keep switching them uh, just because it's, it's yeah, it's such tough. a tough race. Yeah, um, but I, I do think the themes in flea are very relevant right now, and that seems to be one that a lot of people are connecting to. And um, I also I, I agree with the archival um, comment where I think the Academy are a little iffy when it comes to movies with uh, strong archival footage. Uh, they don't always go for that, and is just like really innovative in the way that it uh tells its story so i, I think they're gonna go that direction all right helmer what about you yeah i agree with everything tristan said um, i'm going to flee as well both very different type of subject matter but both very re- relevant today um i just feel like flea is more powerful documentary and i feel as if it's innovation and uh the fact that it's animated as well will set it apart from the other documentaries um, that are nominated all right and hunter I'm still sticking with Summer of Soul, only because once it got nominated, because of those archival footage and all those restrictions, once it got nominated, I'm like, well, all right, well, it's in, it's probably going to win then. And it's also like Questlove, he's everywhere. Everybody loves Questlove. He was at the Oscars last year, he's on 
TV every night. At every single award show, he's been getting applause. They quite love him. And when it comes to the Academy, they like the more crowd-pleasing ones. And Summer of Soul is like the most crowd-pleasing documentary there is right now. So yeah, and it's I got think, a lot of things going for it. I think what put me over the top is that it beat uh, Flea at BAFTA. Once it beat Flea at BAFTA, I was like, all right, I felt good about leaving it there. All right, moving on to Best International Feature. Nominees are Drive My Car, Flea, The Hand of God, The Worst Person in the World, and Sean's pick, Lunama, A Yak in the Classroom. Oh, always. (laughs) So, um, I mean, do we waste time? Anyone not have Drive My Car? There's the weird theory out there that says, like, you know, oh, well, if it has the honor of being nominated for Best Picture... Like, should it win Best International Feature? And that was that that theory is kind of always squashed and has no past history to dictate it. So everyone does say that every single time there's that nomination, like uh, not nomination double up. And I don't know why someone says that because they're just flat out wrong. Um, That being said, worst person in the world exists in this category. And that scares me to be the spoiler of like every category that's existed. And like it's it's one of those things where it's like they could scoop in if they wanted to because that movie's that good. However, no, it won't be bet money on drive my car easily. That's the that story is usually I know it's the boring season of the quarter of the season. I'm like, oh yeah, we're just creating stuff here. And they did it, well, and I remember they just <laughs> did it. They did it with Parasite two years ago too. They did, and we're all done. yeah. I will say, I mean, and I I knew never had a shot, but if Portrait of a Lady on Fire was actually there, we we could have had that discussion two years ago. But you know, why why would that be there? Uh, all right, moving on to animated feature: Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus The Machines, Ryan, The Last the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I ju- I just I just needed to say The Mitchells versus The Machine one more time. Oh, my favorite animated film of the year. Um. But yeah, Encanto's winning this. Anyone not have Encanto? It's it's not. I mean, I know that people want to do the Mitchells versus the Machines Annie's situation where they they just won the Annie. That, that that's fun and all. Encanto has this like easily like easily beyond easily. Yeah, and then it winning PGA yesterday pretty much yeah. completely sealed it. Uh, all right, moving on to I think we'll have a discussion here. Best film editing. We have Don't Look Up. Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, I'll start off with the hot take. I think this goes to King Richard. Me too. <laughs> oh, Julie, thank you. For yeah. That. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, right. it's it's that or it's that or Power of the Dog to justify the possible Best Picture win. I think, and because those are the only two. I mean, I mean, Don't Look Up would be best most editing um, if they wanted to do that, but. Um, yeah. I, I think, yeah, it's either King because that's what's been happening lately. I mean, I first of all, I will say this, and we're going to talk about this stat a lot. I know we're going to talk about this stat a lot. I hate the best editing stat. I don't care how correct. It oh, is. it's so correct. It's so correct. But I think we've all just driven our cars, uh, pun intended, absolutely, um, just like to like be like in the, in that little lane of just the best editing stat. And we know why I'm getting frustrated about that right now. But uh, we're just in that lane of it, and. I get it. It's because it's true and it's because it's worked so much and it's been such a part. The best editing stat has been such a part. But I do think like in the past few years, it's been breaking off. Not nomination wise. I'll agree with you there. We've had this discussion. Yeah. Yep. Not nomination wise. But in terms of like the winning best editing that I mean, 
I don't want to say hasn't happened in a while, but hasn't happened in quite a bit. I yeah, think. it's it's less consistent. I think the win, and I, we had this discussion off air. Like, I think the win for the film that wants to win Best Picture just getting in doesn't really yeah. like. I don't think the win correlation really matters. Like you, you were saying, Sean. Um, I the reason I don't have Dune, and you know, I'll, I'll get you guys' thoughts on it in a second, is because it hasn't won anywhere. <laughs> it didn't win BAFTA. And it didn't win places that King Richard or any of these other movies were there. Like, No Time to Die beat it in, at BAFTA. That just shows that the strength wasn't there. So King Richard is a sports movie. They love sports movies. They love racing movies. So King Richard's my pick. <laughs> Helmer, what do you have here? I'm actually going Power of the Dog for this one. Okay. Um, I'm actually going with the Best Picture Correlation. It hasn't happened in a few years, but I think this is the year after some time. Uh, I feel like King Richard isn't the type of sports movie where the film editing is a vital part of it. And I feel like um, Ford v. Ferrari, for example, which went a few years back, the film editing was a much bigger part of that movie. And it's also a sports movie. Um, Dune, it's going to win four to five Oscars. And I feel like this isn't going to be the other one they win tech wise. Um, so I'm going power of the dog. And then just to piggyback up what you said about like it didn't have the most editing in terms of being a sports movie. My correlation is it's not a sports film, Bohemian Rhapsody. It won editing because of Live Aid. I think that's why I won the Oscar for that. And I think if King Richard wins the Oscar for editing, it's going to be based on the final match at the end of the movie. I think that's where it wins that Oscar. Because we can all be honest, the editing in Bohemian Rhapsody is terrible. But Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Bohemian Rhapsody is a better correlation with Don't Look Up. So if, if, <laughs> if, if you think Don't Look Up, I would have been like, okay, that. I mean, I think the the Bohemian Rhapsody thing was that, uh, you know, there was a a director fire fired in the middle of it and they had to like they had to come in and they had to like fix it up and Frankenstein the movie a little bit. And so they were kind of given like even though it was obviously a terrible job of editing, that's like, you know, like, hey, they kind of saved this movie. So here here's what you get. Um, No, good point. Jack, where are you at? Uh, I'm not I'm 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 torn between Dune and King Richard. I do think. I do think Dune is going to be the tech sweeper. And I think film editing is one that I think it likely picks up. I'm not sure about power of the dog just because I'm not fully confident in its chances of winning best picture anymore. And I wasn't really confident in this being the tech spoiler for power of the dog, but I've got Dune in first right now and King Richard in second. And I might switch those in the next week or so. Hunter, where are you at here? Um, I, it's the same logic kind of you have a Dune is like, if it is going to win, why hasn't it won this whole season? It's kind of that reason why I don't have Nightmare Alley production design. If it is going to win, it has to win somewhere else and it hasn't. But it's also, there's still that strong correlation between the sound category and the editing category. Mm-hmm. And there's Power of the Dog and Dune both have the sound nominations. And King Richard doesn't, which isn't the biggest end all be all, but I still have Dune just barely in terms of that. But King Richard is hot in his tails for me. And Tristan. I also have Dune. I think the correlation between sound and editing is really strong. And I think because it's probably going to win sound, uh, it has a good chance for editing. But I'm, I have a don't look up as the potential spoiler. I think uh, they just like movies with a lot of editing. And that one, it's, it's got quite a style to it. So. I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> so. yeah. And then, and then Julie, do you have a number two outside of, uh, yeah. Um, Power of the Dog is my number two. Okay. I think that editing is just like perfect. I feel like 
I had to watch the movie a second time because of how good the editing is. Um, you don't really know what's happening because it's edited so well so if you're not paying attention. And I feel like that's very one of the strongest parts of the movie. Um, so that's my number two. But I have King Richard because it's more obvious. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cinematography. Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. It's a two-horse race. It's uh, The Power of the Dog versus Dune. Um, uh, I'm not going to go first here because I don't want my head to explode. I see Sean's head exploding, so I'm going to give it to Sean to kick, <laughs> kick us off here. You're so generous. <laughs> um, I mean, I think this is the one where you... Uh... You make you make it easy. Um, damn it, I don't know. <laughs> you sort of make it easy. You try to make it easy, um, and you just say, um, "Wow, Power of the Dog was kind of boring for the majority of the film." Is the common viewer, and then you could say, "Yes, but it was so beautiful." And I think that's where you throw a best cinematography a lot of the time, and you try to say, like, you know, okay, there was that best cinematography. It's also where like best director can often go because that's the look of the film and although a director does 10,000 other things often the like you know the common theme is the director contributes to the look of the film and so that's what majority of people think so it seems like at this point this will be one of the uh typical um ones that dune is going to lose and i would give this to uh uh power the dog best photography uh julie i see your head shaking yes just because of last year, I thought No Mad Land was going to win, and it just reminds me of Power of the Dog so much. <laughs> and, I just, and last year just haunts me, just in so many categories where I thought it was going to go one way, and it just went the other way, you know? So I'm going with Dune. Hunter, where are you going here? Oh, Sean, you were going to say something? Oh uh, No, I, I was just pointing a lot just to say that Julie's logic is completely sound, because I had No Mad Land like, perfectly fine, and I was like, I originally had Mank, because I was like, black and white! And then, like, it just goes right back to friggin' Mank. Well, we should be picking Tragedy Macbeth, then. Which, I would be very happy. I'm not, don't, don't do that. (laughs) Even though, in my, like, looking at this category, it would be my pick, but, I, you know, personally, but it's not gonna what I'm predicting. Uh, It's kind of that thing, I'm taking the Nomadland logic, but not the look of the film, in terms of, most people think Dune is gonna be it, and the cinematography branch, you know, can do their own thing, obviously this is a bigger one, but I'm going Power of the Dog, as in, Maybe a spoiler for what I'm going to say at the very end here, but it's got to win a little bit somewhere else as well. And they're really pushing the Ari Wagner first female cinematography winner. They're really pushing that these last few weeks. So that's what I'm going with. I think this is the one where Dune might lose it, which of all the tech categories, it's kind of the one you would think it wouldn't, but I'm going Power of the Dog on that one. Alrighty. They should probably say the cinematographer is uh, better than uh, Venus and Serena Williams, uh, the female cinematographer. <laughs> that <laughs> that might be their down. strategy. Yeah. Tris, where are you going here? Um, so th- this is a tough one. I keep going back and forth, but I think I'm going to go with Dune. Uh, same reasons as Julie. I thought that Power of the Dog has a similar style of cinematography uh, to Nomadland, and uh, I st- I'm still haunted by Nomadland losing last year. But also because uh, Greg Frazier is a big deal right now. He just yep. had the Batman. A lot of people are talking about him, so I think they're going to want to reward him. Jack, where are you at? Yeah, so picking right back up off the Greg Frazier thing, I do still have Dune in first, and the prime, and I do have Power of the Dog in second, but 
thing that puts Dune over the top for me is that I know for a fact most of these people probably, or a lot more people probably saw this in theaters. Power of the Dog, if they didn't, mm-hmm. if they saw it on Netflix, they might not have the same reaction to the cinematography if they did in theaters. So if there, if a lot of them did see it in theaters, I think. Power of the Dog could be a bit more likely, but I think since Dune was only in theaters and that was the only way you could see it for a good few a good few months, then I think that it might have the upper hand. And Helmer, I'm going Dune as well. Um, I also feel as if the cinematography is more show; it's more epic, uh, it's more grand. I completely agree with Jack's point about the uh, streaming impacting both films' chances to potentially win. Yeah, I am going with Dune as well. Uh, you guys touched on the Greg, Fra- Greg Frazier uh, situation right now with the Batman. Um, and also, again, it Power of the Dog had his chance at BAFTA, and it couldn't be Dune at BAFTA. So I think that was my kind of nail in the coffin for, for it. I do see a world where it happens, but I'm going to go with Dune here. Uh, we still do have ASC tonight, so we do yes, have that. Yes, that is true. Uh-huh. That is true. Not that it's like the bellwether, big be-all, end-all, but, you know, it's it's a feather in the cap. No, I, I agree. Uh, moving on to the easiest category of the night for everyone, Best Adapted Screenplay. <laughs> You're kidding. Easiest. <laughs> You're kidding. You so scared. <laughs> like, Absolutely not. So, nominees are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. I am going to start with a stat before we get to... Uh, our predictions here. So in the adapted screenplay category, five out of six of the last adapted screenplay BAFTA winners have won the Oscar. The only one that has it was Moonlight, and that's because it was nominated for original screenplay at the Oscars, meaning six for six of the last adapted winners have won the Oscar eventually. So with that being said, and with the narrative, I always like, um, I always view this as the Oscars are telling a story as to where the night's going. I think that I'm going to go in a different story that my, you know, my, what the story my heart's telling me. So I'm going to go with Coda winning screenplay here. I'm yeah, this is, this is an interesting momentum they're on that I haven't seen in a very long time. So yeah, I'm going with Coda to win adapted screenplay and then I will go reverse here and I'll go to Helmer here. Really hard because both screenplays are, it is my toughest category. And I feel like, the fact that Coda does a lot of the screenplay is shown in the film by virtue of sign language. I feel like the fact that that is a big part of the screenplay might make it my number one. Um, and so right now I do have Coda, but it is it's it's really tough. My like every day, every hour, every minute, <laughs> my uh, my opinion might change on this. And the fact that it's it most likely will win WGA tonight. That's a lethal combo of having WGA and BAFTA to lose the Oscar. So, uh, Jack, continue the coda train, my friend. I know where you want to go. Yeah. Um, so I am. Uh, Dave already knows this, but for the last ever since the nominations came out, I've been kind of wary of coda just as a whole. I know it doesn't have the below the line nominations, but out of its three nominations, I think it's very likely that it wins two. Uh, this being one of them, uh, my reasoning is basically, and we're going to touch on this more later, but there's like a 98.9% chance Jane Campion wins director. Um, 99.9. And then that yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then everything else is between the ones. So 
I do think they'll want to reward Sean Hader here uh, just so they can get uh, the director of CODA on screen um, or on stage, I mean. And if they don't do that, then they double up on Campion and potentially triple up on picture director screenplay. And like I said earlier, this feels like a year where they'll where everything's just really good that they'd want to spread the love. Uh, this is one where I think they do it there too. All right, Tristan, where are you at here? This is such a hard one. Um, honestly, I think it's between three movies, Coda, Power of the Dog, and Drive My Car. Mm, okay. um, because Drive My Car is a very screenplay-oriented movie that like, almost the entire movie is dialogue. Um, so that could be a spoiler, but I'm going Coda. I think it's uh, it's got an interesting narrative right now. And it's very heartwarming. And like Alex said, I think the sign language is going to play a part as well. So I, right. I'm going to go. Yeah. All right. Hunter. This is my favorite category because this is like where it all hangs. hangs. Yeah. The balance of everything yep. hangs here. And besides doing everything, well, I mean, kinds of shot like Lost Daughter just keeps winning. I don't know what's going on here. This will see. It <laughs> just keeps so, winning. It's so gross. It is, I, I mean, personally, I do not like the movie, but I have no, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not a voter, but it's just like, it keeps winning. Not that I'm predicting it to win, don't worry, but I have Coda as well, only because it is, it feels, also Jane Campbell's already won a screenplay award, obviously original is 30 years ago, but there is that playing in there. She's already winning director, 99.9% chance. Coda's gotta win something else, I mean, it's gonna win Troy Kotzer probably. So I have Coda. It also doesn't feel a bit like Nomadland, the father last year. Where Nomadland mm-hmm. had it with like with Power Dog for like six months, it had it. But really, the Coda and the father took that steam the last month and a half, two months, and it's it's going to take it to that adapted screenplay win. So that's why I have Coda. All right, and Julie, where are you at here? Um, I have Coda basically because it took the director for it, right? So um, I have it there because of that reason, and it's just. I think it's going to go three for three this year in general, but um, it's that strong as a heartfelt movie. Yeah. And Sean, are you going to make this a perfect round? I'm going to go with Dune. Uh, <laughs> no, <we didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. It's really, uh, Tristan stole my like what I thought was going to be this really awesome opinion. I was so excited to be like the guy where. Um, Drive my car. I really see that like just like coming in and exploding the category. Like, cause people absolutely loved that movie. It is a spectacular screenplay. The uh, branch is extremely international now. Um, but I look at this um, as Coda and the Power of the Dog. Uh, James Campion most likely. No, excuse me, most likely winning best director congratulations miss campion um and uh like power of the dog is still one i don't know about with best picture if whether or not but regardless this is this is i think this is going to coda i think you guys sort of like convinced me on coda i was coda power of the dog in it like well maybe that's not the best way to put it um but uh i i I think coda uh is gonna be the best thing and then i'll change my mind 17 more times tonight before i have to end up my article all right, moving on to original screenplay. We have Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. I guess my question to start with Sean is, is this PTA's time? Uh, no. No! Uh, I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I think, time. Yeah, I think that that's one of the things about this, is that Licorice Pizza is not as popular of a film during this award season, and Belfast is a much popular film that's not getting awarded anything. 
And I think they want to give Branna something. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's weird to say that, you know, best original screenplay is a consolation prize. But I think that uh, in this case, um, I think that uh, he will be uh, winning for Belfast. Not a lot of people have this pick. So this is not, I, you know, I don't know what Gold Derby is saying, but I think I'm going against Gold Derby here. And a lot of people may be thinking the PTA route where it's like, let's give this thing to PTA. Let's give PTA an Oscar. Um, and so that would probably be my second place. But oh, and then, of course, what am I, I'm going to say, of course, I have this creeping up there. The worst person in the world as a very, very, very probable spoiler. Um, just that, that. But that I don't think that's had a lot of momentum in order to get there. Um, but in my opinion, it just seems like Belfast is like, you know, this Belfast was the lead in like everything for the longest time. And then just. I've never seen like a campaign stop without like something horrible happening within the film or within one of the stars or something like that. But it just flat out stopped. It was nuts to see that happen. And I think maybe it was Power of the Dark. I don't know what it was that caused like it to just like completely tumble over itself. But I mean, Brenna's now going to get an Oscar, which he's been he's that poor dude's been dying for one since the 90s, man. <laughs> like, it reminds me of uh, the Belfast halting reminds me of trial last year. It was the favorite, and then he just died. Yeah, he just completely, and it went over, over. It didn't even win an Oscar. So yeah, it didn't win. Yeah. Oh, so man. that's kind of the parallel I have to this year. But uh, Julie, where are you at here? I have licorice pizza. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorites of everything here. Um, I love the worst person in the world. I would love for that to win, but um, I think it's the PTA thing. I. Honestly, when I watched the movie, I didn't know it was going to happen next. It was just so surprising, all the aspects of the movie. And winning the BAFTA screenplay kind of – BAFTA holds a really heavy weight for me um, predicting the Oscars. So I'm just picking it mostly because of that. All righty, Hunter. I'm going to go with Licorice Pizza. It's pretty much 50-50 at this point, but Paul Thomas Anderson has been working. And he is, I mean, he's obviously a director, but he is also a writer. It's pretty much writer-director Paul Thomas Anderson at this point. Branna, is a, he's not known as a writer. Not at all, actually. He's written, has he written anything, actually, besides adapting Shakespeare? But does that really count? You know, uh, the fifth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the, the adapted screenplay nomination he got for Hamlet, even though he plus, he said Control-C, Control-V. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to it, but that's what he did. So I think it's, Paul, it's like, whose time is it? Paul Thomas Anderson, Kendra, I have Paul Thomas Anderson because his career is like mostly his writing. Everyone loves about him, and I think at this point, He's been around this whole season, just charming in the room. And so is Kenneth Branagh, but I have PTA. All right, Tris, where are you at? I've also got PTA. Um, I, I do feel like Belfast is this year's trial with Chicago 7. I think it's going to go O. Um, and I think uh, Licorice Pizza kind of feels like Promising Young Woman. Um, it's just It's got a lot of momentum right now. It's very original, and uh, I think it's PTA's time. And Jack? Yeah, uh, I also have licorice pizza. Um, PTA has just done really good in these ca- in this category nomination wise up to this point. I mean, he's able to pull a nomination for Inherit Vice, so he's obviously <laughs> so he's obviously got uh, a lot of love in the, in this branch. And I do think it's one of their time. And yeah, Belfast has just sort of died down. The people like it, but. whatever wins this category, it's going to be the only award it wins of the night. So that's pretty much what what this is going to decide. Which movie do we want to solely reward here? Yep. And Helmer. All right. 
Let's do this. So, <laughs> a lot to say on. Don't this look story. up. That's what you're so, gonna say. <laughs> so, um, it's not gonna be licorice pizza for me. At least this is PTA's fifth nomination. There's no way he's gonna win it for this film. If he doesn't get it for Magnolia, Boogie Nights, uh, There Will Be Blood, especially. Um, this is a very weak category, I'd say. But I feel like the fact that licorice pizza has no clear cut theme, direction, story, any of that really hurts its chances. Um, I don't really feel it's uh, relevant to the times. Um, and for that reason alone, I wouldn't give it the win. I also feel as if Belfast, I agree with you all on the fact that it's going to go over. Um, I don't feel that's going to win either. King Richard, I feel like all the love is going towards Will Smith, so I don't see that either. So actually, for me, it's between Don't Look Up and Worst Person in the World. Um, I feel like Worst Person in the World has a lot of support from those who have seen it. Um but I'm actually going to go for the spoiler. I'm going for Don't Look Up on this one. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. With the world in shambles, I feel like Don't uh, Look Up. And I feel like it's, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it's poignant because it's not. I don't like the movie. But I feel like <laughs> for, you know, rich Oscar voters, I feel like this is something that is going to hit them, especially in a world that we live in right now um, with everything that's been going on. Um, and I feel like the star power as well, Adam McKay is beloved throughout the Academy. And I feel like this is going to be that one win where uh, nobody's going to like it, but it's uh, it, it's going to happen. So if, I'm going to look up. if this happens, we're all buying you a beer. Thank Just, you. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you cannot, you cannot change. I also, I wanted to go, I also, I wanted to go worst person in the world. That's that. And I really wanted to, but I also I feel like there's to. just not, not enough. So now, now, now that worst person is opened, it's actually had a really strong box office run from what I've seen. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm going with uh, licorice pizza for two reasons. Uh, one to piggyback off what you said, Helmer, uh, it's not his best script, but that doesn't necessarily mean the Academy won't reward it there. The Academy has rewarded lesser work in many, 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 many categories over the years. So I don't think that's a deterrent from them, him, them winning. Uh, and the big thing PTA beat uh, Brana in in England. The man is knighted, and he couldn't even win BAFTA. So that's why he'll get, well, he'll get WGA tonight. Yeah. So obviously, obviously, asterisk there because there's no Belfast, but you know. Yeah. So I mean, listen, if you're right, Helmer, and no look up wins, <laughs> I think I, I I'll make sure to post that audio clip for everyone to hear because you'd yeah. probably be the only one on planet Earth that would be predicting don't look up. So kudos my friend if it happens if adam mckay has two oscars before pta or kent brav won yeah that is that is something <laughs> that is something um next one i don't think we're going to spend too much time on best actor in a supporting role does anyone not have troy Kotzer winning kieran hines no i have troy that, i would love it i would love it. <laughs> troy Kotzer, yeah yeah troy Kotzer is my favorite in the in the category so I mean, he's personally going to win the best picture if they do it's him he's yeah. he's the whole publicity of the movie he's Agreed. been dragging that well i'd like that movie as well but he's been really picking that one up like yep. he's their big if they had a golden globe ceremony and cody snooksy had a speech yeah it'd be a different story yeah. but since uh troy's just been picking up those just charismatic speeches everybody's just laughing the whole time that's what you want to say yeah i agree 1000 i think the globe's not having the live ceremony because usually like going back to 2019 i remember conversations that were had prior to joaquin winning there that adam driver was going to win there and it was going to win the oscar i mean joaquin even having a drunk speech was able to push the momentum through to win the oscar <laughs> i think any globe speech can help you in, in during the season and the fact that you know 
there was no globe this year. It definitely affected Cody. Uh, so, yeah, everyone's going with Troy Kotsu here, which is great. Uh, I don't even... Like, actress in a supporting role. Um, even easier. Yeah. Say, who's second place? That's what we should... Third there, there really isn't a, I gotta be honest, there's not a second place. Yeah, I, gotta, that's, I don't that's think so. Place. Yeah. I that's agree. Like, that's, that's the more fun debate, is who's second? Is like, I, I, mean, I would say Anjane Ellis, just because I want that. But that's the only True. reason why. Like, and, there's no other reason. And it Jack... Happen. There's been sweeps before in this category. What, um, Juliet, the new short, the English patient, she came in and just took it. Um, and there was a sweep the whole season. Um, from different actress, so I mean it's not impossible. It's a little boring to be honest. This mm-hmm. week's, um, so I would say if a sweet was an upset, it would be this category. And I know it's only because she's a brand new actress who has never been nominated. That I think that could happen, but it's literally ninety percent hers. Yeah, and Jack was about to touch on a great fact. I love this stat. It is the third, the first actress and the oh. third person overall to win the Oscar for playing the same person, the same character that another Oscar winner won. So the first one was Brando and De Niro for Godfather, Godfather 2. Second was Ledger and Joaquin for Dark Knight and Joker. And now uh, Ariana and Rita for West Side Story. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Another one that we don't have to spend too much time on, Best Actor in a Leading Role. Uh, Yeah, Javier Bardem, Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Will Smith. Do we move on or do you have any, anyone has anything else to add? I, I can't see anybody else. I mean, Garfield had that so time. Yeah. It, yeah. Garfield had that time where like there was a little bit of time where like Will Smith literally kind of went underground. And I think that was a calculated move mm-hmm. to like not do any campaigning. And people were just like, Andrew Garfield could win this. Everyone's loving him. This is the Spider-Man time. You know, he's going around. He's he's doing the campaigning. But then once Smith hit Sags, boom, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that, was, that just went off running. One that was team- my whole thing. Go ahead. Is, is like this is before the televised awards. So it's like obviously this is right when Spider-Man's the biggest, and right before the televised awards. Like you just gotta wait. You gotta wait, and then and once he go. once Will Smith won BAFTA over Cumberbatch, there I'm like, there's like no conversation to be had. Uh, all right. Uh, anyone have anything else to add here? All right, great. All right, uh, actress. I'm gonna actually no. I'm gonna skip actress. Uh, director Kenneth Branagh. Rasuki Hamaguchi, Paul Thomas Anderson, Jane Campion, Steven Spielberg. Jane Campion's going to win the Oscar, and it's going to be awesome for Chloe to be giving Jane the Oscar. That's going to be a great. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a great moment. That'll be great. Uh, so yeah, any upset if there is? Who's second is also the other debate. I mean, it's there, maybe Spielberg. I would say like, Brana. Got nobody on this one. Like Spielberg's been, you know, getting the love. Obviously, that doesn't mean anything, but he's just been around. I think they may get to Spielberg next year. Yeah, Over. well, it's also like if Spielberg's second place, he's got a point five percent chance, and everyone else is point one. So it's just like, well, all right, you know. <laughs> yeah, I can't see anyone else winning this thing. Yeah, yeah I'm looking no at way. it. Yeah, yeah this is nothing. Same here. All right, last two categories: best actress in a leading role. Remember when this was hard? Or do you guys? Think I know that? it's like oh, I'm still, I'm still. I mean, it's still, it's hard. It's hard. hard. It is hard. hard. I'm still a little bit weary. I'm not Let, like I'm not confident uh, as the other ones. Uh, so nominees are Jessica Chastain, Isaac Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart, Spencer. I, I, I guess we can start this way. Let's eliminate Olivia Coleman and Penelope from the conversation. Or do you guys no, want to make a case no. for that? No. He never be, eliminate a Coleman. Penelope cannot be eliminated. Oh, yeah. I think she could be a spoiler. Interesting. 
I have her at twenty percent, like twenty percent chance could be Penelope. Interesting. Is that all five of them though? It's a tie. And I don't have them all tied. And I don't okay. think Chastain <laughs> is as high as people think because she did not get back to nomination. Frances McDormand last year got back to nomination, and that's what wasn't such a surprise once she won. And I think Chastain not getting that brings her down to like maybe fifty percent chance for me. And I think it's Kristen Stewart or Penelope Cruz that can take it from her. One of them. If Kristen Stewart wins the Oscar, I am going to. Oh, I don't even know what. It would burn to it. the ground, yeah, and I'd be it. smiling. <laughs> I'd be playing the film. Excited like. about it. Too many people are <laughs> excited. There has to be more people. You know. Yeah. Oh. I the cruise thing would that would be an insane stat break, right? If she wins without anything. Could happen. I don't know yeah. if it's ever happened before. It, uh, Marsha Day Harden, right? Yep. Supporting actress. Yeah. I would say, like, the Chastain situation that I have, just like this narrative in my head is when I think about, uh, like, Oscar as a uh, just one one person, which is not how you should th- do it because it's a voting body. But it's kind of like, you know, hey, we gave this uh, this gal a lot of attention with the help and Zero Dark Thirty. And then all of a sudden we sort of forgot about her when we probably really wanted to give her an Oscar then. Like, really, we were going to give her an Oscar then. There's a really good chance we can give her an Oscar now. We're ignoring a monumentally great performance right now. There's several other pretty good performances. There's some performances that are god-awful. But she's in the front. We're taking a lot of makeup on her, which is like a typical, like, you know, Oscar-wide like type performance. And she's, like, uh, playing this larger-than-life character, which people will look back on and say, hey, Chastain did a good job with this larger-than-life character. Now, once again, I'm talking about, like, one per- I'm a golden-faced uh, Oscar person, just one person, like, thinking about this to myself. And so I would say, well, because of all that, I think uh, Chastain's the right idea. And that's where I think the voting body expands, too. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think just through my theories alone, Chastain is what uh, can go. But also, then the other problem is, Normally, most people just see their hand and they can't move it like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. And it's a, Olivia Coleman's right there. and They just check it off on the thing and they don't have any other choice to do anything else. And so <laughs> that uh, could be the case either. But uh, um, I, I, Chastain's my pick, I think. Um, but it is not a sure, sure thing, without a doubt. Jack, where are you at? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's... Let, let, uh, I, I think it's down to two, honestly. I think it's either Chastain or Stewart. I think Kidman Ki- Kidman was possible, but I think her movie as a whole and her performance has just underperformed all year. Um, and then Olivia Coleman, I would be more partial to maybe picking her because she did pull probably the biggest acting upset in recent time but the thing was that was a best picture nominated movie and also one of the most nominated movies of the night yeah so that movie had more general support whereas the lost daughter not so much um and and then penelope cruz again it's she hasn't gotten in anywhere so i just can't comfortably say that it's likely to happen so i do think it's between those other two yeah uh helmer where are you at here same as jack um it's between Chastain and Stewart. I'm going to go Chastain on this one. Despite the fact that Kristen Stewart's been uh, campaigning really hard, I feel like Jessica Chastain, um, I feel like, again, kind of a Life Achievement Award, kind of not. Um, but at the same time, I feel like Spencer still is very divisive, despite the fact that, you know, us cinephiles, um, it has love 
within that community, I feel like it has a lot of, you know, haters. And so um, I feel like Jessica Chastain is going to be my pick. And Tris? Uh, I'm also going Jessica Chastain. I think uh, they've been wanting to give her an Oscar for quite some time. And uh, this is a really showy performance. Kristen Stewart, I, I would be inclined to go with her. But the problem is that it's a, a lone nominee. Uh, Spencer didn't get nominated in any other category. So I actually think the spoiler would be um, Penelope Cruz because Parallel Mothers also got nominated in score. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Cruz, uh, she's a really popular actress. She only got uh, she only has one Oscar and it's for supporting. So they could go with her, but I'm I'm going with um, Chastain and Hunter. I'm going with Chastain as well. It's 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 crazy how Kidman was going to win maybe a month ago. Now yeah. she's definitely fifth place. It feels like almost. But it's Chastain, the SAG win, the Critics' Choice win. It's her time. You just you got you know she's got a whole gauntlet right there of stuff in her favor. It's definitely the weakest of the four acting categories, but I can't not go with her at this point. And you know, Cruz is the spoiler, but then you have Kid or sorry Stewart right there, and it's just like, well, if it's a fight between them two, then. How does each of them beat, or how does one of them beat out Chastain? Yeah, and then Julie, you had mentioned uh, Penelope, but who are you going with here? I'm going with Kristen Stewart. I'm just going to stay here. I'll lose the category if I lose it. I'm, I have enough passion for it. Yeah, so I love them both. I think they're. Ju I think Jessica Chastain was amazing. Like I loved that movie because of her. But Kristen, Stewart, I mean. It was just undeniable for me. I feel like the perform if you look at the performance, it's just even British people. I feel like the reason it didn't get in BAFTAs is because of the royal family. And I feel like that's mm -hmm. skewing our opinion. No, I agree. Uh, I'm going with Chastain. Uh, I can't believe we went. I don't know how we got here, to be honest with you. I have no idea how we got here, but I guess here is where we are. And yeah, I got Chastain winning. Um, the critics choice win is very interesting. I've talked to some folks off the line that I feel that if critics choice remained in January, Chastain would not have won and Kristen Stewart would have won, but critics choice voting body always like to have the mentality that they are Oscar pundits and they are predicting what's going to happen at the Oscars. And they tend to do that often. So I think that's why Chastain won last week. Not based on the performance at, uh, as a whole. I think Stewart would have won that. Especially, it's like a level of hypocrisy there when you look at the critics' prizes that um, Kristen Stewart has won throughout the season. But then you give it to Jessica Chastain. It kind of just shows where their you know where their cards are being played. But yeah, I'm going with Chastain. And then yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah choice. My least favorite of the award shows yeah. they are desperate to be yeah. Oscar. Oscar, yeah. the the second tier, they want to be that. Mm -hmm. It's like at least Golden Globes do their own thing. Not that I support the Golden Globes, but at least they do their own thing. Yeah, man, they did the missing link two years ago and told us to go fuck yeah. ourselves on our predictions. Um, you know, <laughs> second missing link. It was a, it was a, hey, everyone got it wrong, so I was like, eh, oh yeah, know, everyone I, got it wrong. Yeah. So that's fine. And then finally, we'll finish off with Best Picture. Um, for the sake of the nominations, I'll throw them all out here. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune King, Richard, Licorice, Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. It's a two-horse race. Uh, some fun facts here that I want to throw. This is the first time that a streamer will win Best Picture. So that's pretty awesome. Next up, it'll be the first time that Best Picture is between two female-directed films as the one and two. And... 
here are the two stats that are going to be broken. So if Power of the Dog wins, um, it'll be the first movie since 1937 to win with, if it, according to like the, the narrative I'm telling, if it only wins picture director, it'll be the first movie since You Can't Take It With You to win only picture and director. If it only wins director, it'll be the first movie since The Graduate when Mike Nichols won only director uh, back in 1967. Was it 67? Yep. 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 And then if Coda wins, it is even insane. So Coda, if it wins picture, it'll be the first time since 1932 that a movie has won best picture without a below the line category. And it will also be the first uh, best picture winner with less than five. So uh, Grand Hotel was that one that only had one nomination for best picture and it won not uh, best picture. So with that being said, uh, Tristan, who's winning best picture? Coda, I think. <laughs> Um, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a toss up, but I think the passion for Coda has been really strong within the past couple weeks, especially. And we've seen in the past few years that when you have momentum at the very last minute, it can really help you out. Um, it happened with Parasite and, uh, I feel like people are super passionate about Coda. So I'm going with that. Helmer, where are you going here? So I'm going with don't look up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'm going to go power of the dog here. Um, I feel like the director win. I feel like, uh, I feel like it's going to win. Um, uh, yeah, no, I feel like the director win and it's tough. I could change my mind, but I also feel like, um, it's a more stunning movie. It's more cinematic movie and that's going to carry it over the top. Jack. So I've been looking at Coda this entire race as the little movie that could, because as we've seen recently, these smaller movies can play well on these preferential ballots. And that's what scared me. And that's what scared me so long about PGA being this late into the season, because we've seen power of the dog do well on all these check one ballots, but Coda winning on the PGA preferential ballot, the same one that the Oscars use. That's what really concerns me because I can't think of many people who have a strong distaste for Coda and would put it at like eight, nine, 10. Yeah. Whereas I think there are a lot more people in the Academy who would put the power of the dog down there, especially now that it's kind of now that we have someone like a certain Sam Elliott, like vocalizing why he might not be the biggest fan of the movie. So there could definitely be more of those in the Academy there to piggyback off what you said, uh, Jack, I was listening to a podcast today where uh, one of the hosts is actually like he speaks to a lot of Oscar voters and he's spoken to, obviously he didn't speak to all 9,000 of them, but he spoke to a good amount that said they couldn't even finish Power of the Dog, that they shut it off halfway through. So the preferential is a big key here. Uh, but Hunter, where are you going? Oh, it's like it's kind of like the original screenplay. It's literally 50-50 right now at this point. And the, in terms of the charts, it's definitely Coda looking stronger and stronger. For right now, I'm still sticking with Power of the Dog because that overwhelming nomination support, obviously that doesn't mean it's going to win that many categories, but it's, and the, the stats are, obviously stats are made to be broken, but that's like, that's a lot of improbabilities for Coda to win at this point. It's, it's, it's so weird that Netflix can't do it, but then Apple can do it on its, practically its first try. Yeah, that would be. Pretty much. And they get Martin Scorsese next year, so they can, at, yeah, they can technically go two for two. Yeah. All right, Julie, where are you at for Best Picture? Um, although Power of the Dog was my favorite movie out of all of these, I'm going with Coda because it's the 
least unliked movie, not best picture. Um, best picture is your favorite. I think, like you guys said, some people couldn't finish Power of the Dog. For me, it took two watches for it to get there. Um, and it's my favorite, but I feel like if you don't get it, if you don't, like, if you weren't paying attention, you could miss the whole point of the movie. And I think Coda is just easy to like. All right, Sean. Um, as a uh, cinephile, uh, it's difficult to uh, relate to other humans, uh, friends, parents, uh, situations like that. And so I have the uh, friends and parents test when it comes to the best picture, because uh, in my opinion, uh, took close to the top of my uh, films of the year was Power of the Dog is the film is the art form as film is how it's expressed and stuff like that. Best picture is different. All right. Be- give best director to the film that is the best art form that has the best situation like that kind of those kind of elements to it. Best picture is given to producers. Best picture is given to those that want to uh, show the film on a wide appeal. And that's where Coda comes in. That's why the entire Academy votes for picture. Now, I know that like this, these rules change a lot, but I think I think by the way, someone please correct me, please correct me. I believe like directors vote for best director, sound people vote for best sound, like, you know, animated or I don't know if they do animated directors vote for animated director. I don't know if they can pull that off, but I think there's something similar to that. Production designers vote for production design, but everybody votes for best picture, meaning that there's some things that some people may not know what they're talking about because they're just looking at just what everybody who's involved in portions of movies are in. And so you look at that and you think about the overarching fill there, and that's what Coda is about. So my folks have watched Coda like 10 times, and they mm-hmm. adore that movie more than anything. The, I, I did not tell them to watch Power of the Dog. They said like, hey, we're just about to start watching Power of the Dog. I was like, <laughs> stop now. Like, Please, God. <laughs> You will not enjoy this. And so that tells me something right there where, you know, this is more about like, you know, yeah, you want to see I'm looking behind you right now. The aviator spotlight. I'm looking behind Hunter. I'm saying you and pointing at the screen. Um, (laughs) All those like all those kind of movie posters. You want to see those type of movies there and you want to relate to them and you want to relate to each other about them. And that's where Coda can come in because there's not a person that doesn't cry at that situation. Now, Yes, that's a million different statistics that are being broken. It's not a basketball team, all right? There's not mechanical feats occurring here. This is just how things worked out during a time where movie theaters, like, you know, almost died because for a while, the air was poison. And so (laughs) this is a situation where we are trying to come back from, like, a pandemic and, like, Hollywood is on this unique shift where, yes, in this case, Netflix or Apple TV, or by the way, I have a third film that might win Best Picture. I'm going to throw one at the very end of this. um, That, like, you know, could, like, all be, like, those enjoyable things. Therefore, I think Coda should win. Will win? I'm going to go back and forth 700 more times, but right now I have it at Coda. It is just what Hollywood is thinking about. It is what Hollywood is going about. Jack, you stole my exact point on preferential values. Well done. Nobody nobody dislikes Coda. Like Some people may not like it as the best movie of the year, but nobody dislikes that movie. Like Power of the Dog, there's quite a few people that have disliked that movie. Um, also, how like, slithering its way up. And I think it really does have a crazy amount of a shot is uh, let's see. It's uh, the best editing, which, you know, I hate that stat, but best editing, best actor. Say it. I, I was maybe, thinking the same yep, thing. Maybe yep. Best yep. original screenplay in a weak category and then best picture. And then boom, King Richard comes up out of nowhere. And like, that's that's something that I saw that I was like, that would be the 
oh my goodness, I hate streamers so much because technically, yeah. even though I'm kind of a streamer, that would be the like, you know, hey, that came out in theaters and that argument could be made. That's and, the third place. And it gives it gives the Oscar voters what they want, a feel-good movie to win at the end. So I think that's that's a big a big key. Um, you don't leave it. I mean, Power of the Dog is great, but you don't leave it very happy. So Coda, I mean, I have enjoyed it every time I watch it. So yeah, uh, I'm going with Coda as well right now, and I'm going to go with my heart. And I may change my mind by the time my article comes out at the end of the week, but I am... Right now, I'm going with Coda. There's an interesting stat going around that I disagree with because it's too. It's it wasn't preferential balloting at the time. So there's a Little Miss Sunshine Coda yeah. discussion oh, going on right now. Thank you. They thank both you. won PGA and SAG Ensemble. They lost the Globe. They missed director and editing with Ampas. They won supporting actor at at the Oscars, and then Little Miss Sunshine lost to The Departed. But it wasn't preferential balloting. This reminds me a lot of uh, the Roma year. Because everyone was out there saying Roma's going to win Best Picture. I'm like, I don't know, man. That preferential ballot, I don't think people are going to like that movie like that. I think, and I'm one of those, like, I think Roma's, I respect Roma. I'm not going to sit there and put it on and watch it. It's just, yeah. like, you know, it's, yeah. it's sitting in my Best Picture, like, my Best Picture nomination uh, collection. But I don't particularly think it's a rewatchable film. Green Book, for all its faults, maybe you shouldn't have won Best Picture over another thing. I was, I probably would sit there and rewatch that over Roma. And that kind of shows kind of what you were saying, Sean. Like, it's like, what does the average Joe, average Jane watch? And Coda is the movie that they will watch. So, yeah, I'm going with Coda. I think it's going to be the big upset. But the King Richard stat is fantastic. I do think that may be the what the fuck moment of the night. Um, would I mean, that be that be the biggest stat breaker a movie that has not won best or won any picture award like throughout the whole season guys correct me if i'm wrong did rocky win anything before one picture that, i, I know, know it's very off the sorry it's a really off the that was a very <laughs> packed year for best picture too yeah. so that might have been yeah. a spread out year because <laughs> i remember like i mean obviously i wasn't alive at the time but when i started paying attention to this stuff i saw one picture of what and what it beat and i'm like i was it one of those that just came out of nowhere? Because I would have thought Network or Taxi Driver would have taken that. So I, I see Jack looking, doing his research. So I mean, it's it's it could be a somewhat of a comparison. Rocky's the crowd pleaser, Taxi Driver. You don't yes. come out of that feeling good. No, not at all. Not Network no, yeah. either. Network's the headpiece. <laughs> yeah, both both Network and Taxi Driver are better movies. Should mm-hmm. one, but. No, I agree. But I know I'm, I like how I keep burying myself here. Even I keep saying part of the dog. I'm like I, I keep bringing up the wrong thing. It's Rocky wanted the globes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So well, that and sounds it, completely it, legit. Yeah. That's a globes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all. That's all you needed to say there. All right. Cool. So I guess to finish up, because thank you guys for coming on. To finish up, I know this is putting you guys on the spot, but um, the Oscars are next week. That means March 28th or 29th, the new season starts. What's your year in advance best picture winner next year? Ooh. Does Spielberg <laughs> do it? That's what I'm thinking. Does he do it? What's he got? Oh, he's got that crazy movie about his life, right? Yeah, he is getting it. He is getting so much love during these award shows. Yeah, it's like a, again crowd pleaser movie. It's Steven Spielberg. He can win Best Picture twice. That's fine. You know, it's 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 Steven. So he's I got mean, Picture he, twice, but he's gotten director twice. He's gotten director twice. twice. Picture once. Picture oh once yeah. Yeah, and so, I would say. Obviously, I don't think it'll win, probably. Well, who knows? I don't know what it is. But uh, right now, 
I have That's the Fablements. Fablements? All right. Because yeah. it, it's it's got all the ingredients. Yeah, I, I was gonna say moment. I was gonna say Fablements too because it's a kind of a weird combination of like a like big like noteworthy director and like a small and like heartwarming film and like a lot of times on preferential ballots those really don't play out well. It's usually like a small independent movie that wins, but having a big director at the helm of it could actually help push it further. Uh, Helmer, do you have anything? Um, it's really tough. And I want to go Babylon, I really do. Um, mm. But old Hollywood movies haven't been doing so well as of recently. But I do feel like this is Damien Chazelle's time, finally. Yeah. And I feel like the cast is great. And I feel like if any director would be able to make an old Hollywood movie very accessible to a wide range of people, it's him. Um, unlike Mank or um, or Bean Their Cardos, which is kind of old Hollywood. But, niche, but more to a niche audience type of thing, yeah? No, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I feel like... I feel like the screenplay is again gonna be more accessible. The dialogue is gonna be great. Um, it's yeah. Yeah, I am going with Babylon and She Said as my one and two. I think the She Said uh, campaign could be very interesting, especially with uh, the Oscars completely finally wiping themselves clean of the Weis- the Weinstein situation. Uh, so I can see that being something. So, but my my number one is Babylon next year right now. I uh, do feel with. She said winning, that would, I feel like, do the opposite effect, Well, where it would make everyone remember the wine scene thing again and all, mm, all interesting. the entire connection to it. So I, I feel like it would make, I guess it would it would uh, bring back that toxicity that we saw before. Sean, you were going to say something? I, I'm ready to go, mine. Um, I mean, first of all, the movie that we're all going to bitch about that doesn't get nominated for anything, The Northman. Yes. Um, and then, <laughs> I mean, it's a Robert Eggers movie. <laughs> and um, the, the one that I'm actually very curious about, uh, how it's treated at the Oscars, it's coming out in the summer, <clears throat> so that could hurt or help. Uh, but uh, nope. Yeah. Um, mm. Because Jordan Peele was like blanked with us, which, you know. I get why, because us was like quite a header. Um, like that thing was like a little bit of a nutty time compared to Get Out, which was a bit more approachable. Um, and so it will be really interesting to see what his third movie brings. And I, it's great because I just saw the faces of everyone here about uh, when I brought up the third Jordan, P film, Jordan Peele film, and some of you were just like, you know, some of you were just like, oh, it could be interesting. So there's that divisive nature now. I think us really screwed with some people, and it would be cool to see if he like, you know can land on his ground because you know us is literally just symbolism the movie and <laughs> i i enjoyed that like, but i can see why people weren't a fan Tristy. we do have the benefit and detriment of not knowing what the hell that movie is going to be about though so yeah so we have that Tris, what about you do you have anything i'm doing a, a pretty wild one that no one's talking about right now but uh, it's called woman talking by uh, sarah oh. Polly. yeah and it's, um, it's got a great cast it's got an amazing cast, and uh, similar to what Alex said about she said, um, I think women talking has a similar similar message. Uh, so basically, they'd be able to uh, reward a movie uh, with that message, but it's a little more um, removed uh, from the whole one scene situation. So I feel like they might be able, they they might be more drawn to that one, and it's more auteur driven because Sarah Pauly has. Uh, been um, recognized by the Academy before. And Julie, do you have an early prediction? Um, the only thing, like, I haven't been really looking into it, like you guys, but the one I've been anticipating is The Killer of the Flower Moon by Scorsese. Yes. It's year? November. Year? November, yeah. So, yeah, um, I have the book on that for the beginning of the FBI. So, I mean, it seems really... 
interesting for this time in general. Um, and uh, just anything Scorsese, I mean, he's going to get nominated. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then last question before we, I let you guys go. Do you think the Batman gets in? I hope. Technicals. Technicals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Now yeah, there's a confirmed 10. It could get that ninth, 10 slot yeah. pretty well. In terms of, yeah. Get out, did it? That lasted the whole year. Um, so, yeah. I mean, we could have that. Like, uh, Giacchino's getting one. Going. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's similar to what you were talking about, Dave, where it when, when it gets closer and we know, like, okay, it's looking pretty good in these technical categories. I think if it crosses a certain threshold mm. and maybe, like, I don't know. Paul Dano goes crazy and gets in. Um, I, it could possibly happen. Yeah, he saw soon. So yeah, that's kind of the recently, so. that's kind of the narrative story that I have placed in my head. If I'm gonna give Batman nominations and like production design, cinematography, sound, um, score, score uh, yeah. makeup and hairstyling for for Colin Farrell. I mean, when we got when we start getting into five or six, I feel like I have to put it in as a nominee mm-hmm. in picture but obviously we have a long way to go before that but uh mm-hmm. but yeah thanks guys for joining me today i really appreciate you guys coming on helmer i'll start with you if you want to plug anything sure yeah uh the league of cinephiles both on youtube and instagram uh yeah so make sure to follow and subscribe to us there jack uh nothing in particular thanks for having me on again uh tris uh yeah you can follow me on movie reviews 100 on instagram and uh thanks for having me on hunter uh, on Instagram, the Critic Circle, we'll be doing our best picture rankings just before the Oscars, so see where everybody's favorite movies are on there. And Julie. You can find me on Instagram at Jews Real Reviews. It's J-U-S Real, R-E-E-L, Reviews. And Sean. Math Teacher Movies on Instagram and the Guy at the Movies podcast with Joe and Sean every Wednesday. That being said, thanks again for joining us. Hopefully, when we come back and discuss the Oscars, we're going to show everyone how right we were. And until then, see you at the movies, kids. Mm-hmm.